If you are an estate agent, letting agent, or someone who is interested in the UK property market, then this YouTube show, the UK Property Market Stat Show, is for you. Each and every week, myself, Chris Watkin, with a special guest, looks at what's been happening in the UK property market at the top end of the funnel. As I've said many weeks, and continue, we'll continue to say all the time, the vast majority of UK statistics on the property market are based on the bottom end of the funnel, with data that's three, six, even nine months old, like the land registry. The land registry figures that are being reported today are for sales that took place at the back end of the autumn. In fact, probably late summer. And then you've got the Nationwide and Halifax stats, which are based on mortgage offers, which is based on sales that took place around Christmas time and sales agreed that took place thereafter. This is right here, right now, as fat boy Slim says. And we're looking at the, what's happening with properties coming on the market, price reduction, sales and everything else to do with that. Why is that important? Well, if you know what's happening in the property market to demand and supply, that will give you a big indication of what's going to happen to house prices down the line. Today, I've got a returning guest in Christian Stott. Stott is, is known in the industry, is big in the game, and he knows his onions when it comes to property. Thanks for joining me today, Christian. Hello, Chris. How are you? Very good. Thank you, mate. You're looking really well there, mate. So, thank you. Summertime. There you go. We're kicking back. It's nice and easy. So we are, are dealing with week 27, Christian, which is Monday, the 3rd of July to Sunday, the 9th of July inclusive. And that is week 27 this uh, of this fair year. We're going to actually dive. Should we dive straight in and have a look at those Stadaroonies? Here we go. So we're starting off with listings and we've, we've taken feedback from you wonderful people in UK and we've just changed the order slightly of what the graphs we do. And the first graph we're looking at is the number of listings that we've had this week. And uh, we're comparing ourselves against 17, 18 and 19. The colours are on the screen now. Um, we've listed as a country 34,358 properties uh, this week. And just to give you some guidance, the week before was 34,230, the week before that, 36, and then another 36. Let's have your thoughts on this, Christian. Public schools broke up. State schools have got another well, two weeks to go. We're sort of moving towards the summertime. Um, not an unexpected change in the number. Be interested to see what happens in the next couple of weeks from now as the state schools start to break up whether those numbers start to plummet in terms of the instructions to market or whether they hold up. But um, I mean, certainly can, it's not unusual for that to happen. We can quite clearly say there that, that the number of listings does drift slightly uh, as we go into later July, early August. We're not the roller coaster that we have in the April and May time when we have Easter and the, and the May bank holidays. And you quite clearly see with the graph that's on the screen now. For those of you listening on the podcast, download the graphics which you can see. And we're dealing with the um, UK Property Market Stats Show slide and graph one. Again, these are available to download both on the podcast and on the YouTube link. You go and look. You can use them for your own personal benefit. Uh, and you can quite clearly see that uh, you know the, the summertime when it comes to listings is um, is just you know just a, a pretty flat pond. Uh, I think the magic thing there is, and what we've got to remember is, is that if that starts shooting up with lots of people putting their houses on the market, that is the initial alarm bell that we need to that that will that will herald potential house price drops. Remember, that's what's happened yeah. in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, when what happened is house prices fell off a cliff, and that primarily that was due with too much supply and not enough demand. Thoughts, Christian? I jumped in there. No, it's all right. Where's your price? Uh, you said you've reordered the graph. Where's uh, uh, price to market? Um, okay. Because right. I think that's... There's your graph. So price to market is 431. Last week it was 442,000. The week before, 449. Yeah. And then the week before that, 450. The week before that, 459. So from week 23, the beginning of June to now, the beginning of July, the average price to market has dropped by 30 grand. 
which if you think about it is a nine percent drop that doesn't mean boys and girls that house prices have dropped by nine percent it's the average asking price for the properties coming onto the market interestingly the yeah. average for the year is 434,222 this so maybe there was a big pump of positivity if you know four six weeks ago um but i think you're right if we see a big uplift in the number of new instructions to market simultaneously matched with a decline in that price that could be a a beacon for us again boys and girls um in a state letting agency land is my advice to you would be if you want to judge a property market what well, first thing i'll do is go on to right move or what other platform uh, property portal you like so i'm i live in grantham so the first thing i will do is i will do a search for grantham including source of the contract and that that number might come in at 500 right what i then do is then i untick this include source of the contract under offer buttons which then takes that down to 300 i'm just using nice round numbers here christian so that means that 200 because that's what the salt that was unticking of the box was the sold buttons 200 of the 500 is 40 percent and therefore 40 percent of the properties probably on the market at the moment um are a um are sort of the contract and anything between 30 and 40 percent is considered a balanced market anything over 40 percent is considered a seller's market anything below 30 percent is considered a buyer's market and by judging where you are and doing that once a month, you can get a flavor of where the market is going before anyone else. So keep an eye on that one. If you are a homeowner or, a, or someone is particularly what you could do, especially if you're in a big, uh, not baby villages, but probably big towns is just do that search on your particular type and the one you want to buy. So if you're looking for four bedroom detached houses, how many four bedroom detached houses on the market, including source of the contract? then take them off and then take one from the other and that gives you a percentage of where you are in the marketplace and that shows you demand and supply very very quickly right let's get back um number of new instructions compared to the previous week 27s again again nothing really to say there really it's just always good to see again just yeah. jump in if you do see something and a cumulative year to year to date we have listed 888,000 278 properties so we are obviously still behind 2020 because we had that you know we had two months where nothing happened but um you know there's no problems with listings here is there no no um and you know like you say i don't know how much to read into that that price point as to what's coming to the market and the price it's coming at i think there is some fear that transaction volumes could be down by the end of the year um, well, we're so we're you're right listings are climbing aren't they well we're going to be looking at that i mean interestingly the difference the, the, the number you know just to give you an idea the um, average number of properties coming on the market each week is 32,800 and the number selling is 22,000 which means that there's a 10,000 difference but this is the bit that's going to mess your mind withdrawals are really high at the moment and we're running on average of between eight and ten thousand a week coming off the market which means the general yeah. level of available stock isn't growing that much it's growing a little bit since since the new year but it's not it's not growing at ten thousand a month it really isn't it, uh, sorry yeah there's no real way of knowing how many of those relist as well there isn't but then again if it did relist and go on the market with another agent then 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 the net levels of, of i mean if you if you just fill for a second i'll i will actually just give you some some actual hard numbers on that one so get get keep filling mate and i will find you some stats <laughs> okay filling about withdrawals well look right, i think it's a dangerous number because it's work you've done isn't it you know it's money you're burning okay then well the stats are in already um so um at the start of january there were 500 okay so we'll just pull up the the magical magical hold on a second let's just pull up the la, 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 la. here we go so um at the start of january 23 531,000 properties on the market and three six months later yeah. 638 okay so that is that's only a growth 
That's only a growth of around eight, 18,000 a month, which works out at nine, four, about 4,000 a month net. Okay. So that, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? Right. It'd be interesting to get some major feedback for reasons to why stuff's withdrawing. Um, it, it could be that price expectations got no way of being met. Um, it could be that onward purchase is clouded by financial decision making. There could be, I'd be really intrigued to, to see what feedback agents are getting from their customers as they come away from the market as to why really it's happening. Um, but those are fulsome numbers. Yeah, I mean, don't don't forget that the number of properties available for sale uh, back in 2008 was hovering around the 1.4 million mark. So we're not gone an awful long way if before we get to those awful times. And again, so just keep an eye on your own market. Uh, but and I'll keep I'll keep you up to up to speed with regard to the national stuff. Let's move on to house price changes. And we've in terms of the number of house prices that are. Um, changed this week we've changed it's the highest month highest week since the start of the year with changing prices of 23,961 what's your thoughts on this are we are we exchanging enough? are we are we sorry are we reducing enough of the properties I mean we shouldn't have to reduce them if they're rightly priced well uh, rightly priced at what point in time um you know how much of these came to the market at a price that didn't necessarily meet with the expectation of market and have been adjusted coincidentally um you know is it indicative just actually before we say that where are we national price changed 23 22 23 so the numbers aren't um ballooning are they um it may be higher than was in 22 but they're not ballooning for the year to date compared to other weeks of this year I mean, unfortunately, I haven't got the stats to hand in terms of the number of price changes. But if we actually look at the number of price changes compared to the available stock, um, based on 23,000, and I'll just add up the last three, there you go. So therefore, the total number of reductions in the last month is 93,244, with a stock level of 605. That gives us a... Reduction rate of around 15 and a half, 16 percent. So therefore, we are reduced yeah. on a month by month basis, one in six houses. Now, if we are in a and house prices, the prices that are being achieved today are not what was being achieved a year ago. Let's be that, you know, anyone that says that is, is has been a bit of the happy pipe. Um, is 16 percent enough? I don't know. Again, it all depends on what you put. Well, you've got. Trip. You've got a running average year to date, 23, of 18,945. And we're up now at nearly 24,000 for the month. So it's definitely of average as national price change volume for the for the year to for the date. Month, yes, but again, um, I'm talking about the number of properties that are being reduced. Again, we can talk to the house, cows come home. And what I would say to you, boys and girls of estate and letting agency land, we don't have got the answers. We're just giving you the stats. We're giving you our opinion. If you and... You know, you can bring your own opinion and thoughts to this. Hey, if you've got the what's knows about it, why don't you put your opinions in the YouTube comments? Put your head above the parapet. Let's um, right. Let's move on. Um, let's get back to uh, to the stats, and we'll bring it back. You're looking very dark, mate. There you go. That's what. I... Yeah. Says okay. no one ever about the red faced ginger guy. I love it. Uh, I'm gonna sort of stem more at my chicken warmer here and hopefully it, it gives my face a okay because again it's because you've got that bright, it's because you've got that bright light with the window which means the camera's compensating if you just turn and the, i cannot move the sun there you go the sun's staying right where it is okay so um the average price of a property being reduced 421 the average price of a property being reduced this year um is coming in at move that to the side there uh, four hundred and seven thousand pounds. But again, you know, um, just shows you that the more middle range properties are reducing. Let's move on and let's get to what everyone's interested in, which is uh, gross sales. Okay, and the, we have sold twenty one thousand two hundred fifty eight this week. Um, the running average is twenty two thousand three two eight. We are we are now below the running average for the last eight weeks apart from one week we've been above the above the running 
average. This is the first time, apart from Easter, uh, bank holiday, or was it the coronation weekend, that we've slipped back below the running average. Yeah, and a high number of price changes. I would expect. I would expect the simple fact is that the newspapers have been ramming down hard news newspapers that some people, you know, and the mortgage rates are tough for people. I'm also hearing we're going to get on in a second to uh, to sale fall throughs. Fall throughs are up as well. But again, I would expect that anyone who's got rose tinted glasses saying everything is fine, it is hard work out there as an estate agent, isn't it? What are you hearing with your clients? Same, same. Um... Not enough to go around. Uh, I think I think the, there's still an immense positivity about the market, but these um, current sort of pricements, I think people are focused on um, because we don't know how long it's going to go on for and where it's going to end. And we certainly don't yet know exactly what interest rates are going to feel like over the next 12 to 18 months uh, and what impact that's going to have. Um, I, I think there is, the, you know, we're at that, do it now or don't do it phase of the year for people that need to be moved and in by uh, autumn. Um, what have we got of summer now? What? We've got eight weeks of nothing happening at all. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by the numbers that price change is reasonably high and sales agreed looks slightly lower. Um, I think that's going to fall off a cliff in two weeks time when everybody breaks up. But I think that's an interesting number and one to watch over the next four or five sessions that you do. Okay. Well, I mean, look, if you look back here, we can see here uh, in 2017, the number of house sales fell off the cliff here. Now, what would be interesting is if we extended this graph in to see if that, if again, we don't know how the weeks fall, whether that took place in 19 and 18. Who knows? Again, uh, again, if you have your thoughts, please put them into the YouTube comments. Um, gross sales to date, 602,000, and the average price of a property being sold this week, 363,000 pounds. Now, this, this is, this is, you know me, I'm really into this. The price of a property selling is hardly changing in the UK all throughout the whole of 23, okay? So the average is 359, and we've been bo uh, bobbling around anywhere between 300, late 340s, at the start of the year and bobbering around the 360, 370 mark. Um, and then if we compare that with, um, let's just get that moved up, there we go. And we get that compared to what's happening in the weeks. You can see that on the screen now. Number of properties sold 21,000. Again, we're expecting these sales, aren't we? Are the, I mean, are the doom mongers right? Or are we just, shouldn't be worried too much? What do you think? I think we say that every time we talk, don't we? Um, affordability has changed. There's no arguing about that. Um, people have less money to spend on houses as it stands than they did last year. Are there indicators here which look like doom? I, I don't think these are doomy. There no, are moving I, I... numbers. I, I, I'm of the opinion that, you know, there is, we've got some sell fall throughs, affordability is an issue, especially when you take a mortgage at 6%, which means some people are put off, you know, but, this, you know, the simple fact is, is there's still plenty of people buying out there, you know, uh, mortgages account for around, um, um, what was it, um, let me get the stats on that one, uh, keep filling and I'll find the stats on that. So this is the difference. I don't know what you were going to say, but you, you are going to talk about the fact that a significant proportion of the market doesn't need mortgage and is cash. Therefore, yeah. it doesn't affect them. Um, I still think, though, a lot of the numbers we look at are underpinned by mortgage purchases um, and you know finance buying. It's, it's a substantial portion of the active market. I mean, certainly, I mean, first-time buyers account for 53% of all mortgage purchases in the last 12 months. But that, but then what you've got to remember is this is that there's a hell of a lot of sales sales so actually when you work it out first time buyers are buying around a third of houses at the moment and continue to do so um this is an interesting stat for that's you that's a nice number that, that is a nice number um okay. did okay. you think the yeah actually no we'll talk about that later go on um at the moment 
um, first time buyer mortgages are accounting. This is in Q2, so just ending at the end of June. These are the figures yeah. from nationwide. Um, if you roll the clock back 18 months, mortgage payments that took into account UK 29% of the property, 29% of the household budget. And today it's 39%. That's quite eye-watering, isn't it? It's frightening. Until you remember that it was 48.4% in 1989. But in 1989, people didn't have two cars on the drive and a brand new iPhone. Choices. Um, Choices. Yeah. Uh, Choices. It's a different world. No it one drank at Costco world. or Starbucks in 89. It was okay, that horrible stuff that made don't you go, Don't go to Starbucks. Don't get the new iPhone. Don't go on holiday. You've got a choice in this world, haven't you? I'm sorry to speed you know, That's what it is. You either keep the roof over your head. Remember, you know, most people have been stress tested up to six or seven percent. I do know for a fact that that didn't take into account the fact is that food price inflation, everything's gone through the roof. But you do have people have got a choice. And do remember, estate letting agents is this. If you're talking to someone who is putting their house on the market because the mortgages, how many valuers will actually get the kudos of getting the listing? When in reality, probably the best advice you could say is. Have you spoken to your mortgage arranger to go on an interest-only mortgage or extend the term from like a 20-year up to a 35? Okay. Yeah, I think that these these circumstances do, in, do increase the number of non-discretionary sales, people that, you know, have to go maybe because they're getting divorced or, or whatever. So I think the, the, the implications of affordability do stretch a little bit wider than just cancelling Netflix and stopping the coffee bill. Um you know, we would expect to see a few more of those, but I don't know. I don't know whether it's, I think the other side to it is this, which, you know, you didn't just say, but I think it's relevant for a long period of time. We've been getting free money. Um, you, you know, if, if, if you lent me a tenner, I wouldn't expect you to do so on interest rates of below 2%. I just, I'd, I'd expect to pay you a lot more than that. So we've, we've gotten used to borrowing money without really having to pay for it. Um, and that's something we've got to get unused to rather quickly. Do you think we as an industry should be more empathetic to homeowners with regard to their situation and, and not just look at for another listing? I think that's all the industry should do. I know it should be happening, but I'm just being straight with you that there's going to be some agents that just use this because, you know, an awful lot of estate agents, especially some that work for the corporates, get paid on listings. When in reality, that might... Uh, yeah, look, it's a difficult one, Chris. You know, if you look at things from purely a P&L perspective, you've got to fill the funnel at the top to put the cash in the bank at the other end. And, and you've got to do that irrespective of how empathetic and sincere your journey is with that customer. However, if you look at it on the flip side, you could say that that being um, more empathetically focused will give you a better business in the end. Um, but I think realistically, most home movers for whatever circumstance require a degree of empathy. And if you can't contribute that to your sales bundle, um, yeah, I'm missing a trick. I would agree with you that the vast majority of estate agents do show empathy and don't just do stuff to hit targets. But there is a small, there is a decent sized, small minor, large minority that don't see that. And that, and again, my my. No, thought... I think the one thing that's probably important is you need the listing either way. So I suppose there's an element that says get the listing first and then worry about how much empathy you give it, rather than giving empathy first and wondering why or why you didn't get the listing because you've got to have the listing either way because that's what drives business um you can be as empathetic you like as you like if you've got nothing for sale um your cash flow is a problem it's a, it's a balancing one but i mean how often have you been out to a property agent a says 300 agent b says 300 white boy puts on it puts it on at 350 and the problem is, is that the, the estate, when, when, the, when the white boy then takes it down to 3.30 and then 3.10, it's now become market stale. And the thing is, though, the, the homeowner doesn't go back to A or B. They go to Agent D because they don't want to feel embarrassed going back to the agent that told them the truth. I think we as estate agents should be better at making it easy for people to come back to us. Just a thought. Yeah, I agree with that. I love the, I love the, the statement telling the truth. I think there's a lot in that in terms of how you tell the truth. You know, if you 
if you work from the premise there's automatic distrust in the conversation, then telling the truth just isn't enough. It's being able to prove it and make it unarguably credible that that is the truth that, that really is real. And I, and I think the problem is that the from the customer's perspective, the valuer says 390 versus the valuer who says 350, they're both telling as much of the truth as they could manage in that conversation. And that's the problem. I think if, if one says 340 and here is unarguable evidence as to how I have reached that conclusion, I think it's a different conversation, but I, I, I don't think it's necessarily some, done. I think... Some vendors don't want the truth either. It's a difficult one and the state agency is a difficult game. Let's get back to the stats. Um, UK net stats on a week by week basis. That that pink line's going down, isn't it? Yeah, I was just looking at the number there. Um, it, it's also, if you look at it, in fact, I'll give it to you now. It, it's also declining for the year that we are in, not just versus year on year. Running average seventeen thousand one hundred year to date for twenty three. Uh, only four weeks ago, it was 18,000. And now we're looking at 14.8. Um, I think that's quite a big decline, Chris, especially with um, a, a quite a high number of, of price changes um, going yeah, back a few slides. I think it's an interesting decline. Yeah, I mean, to give you, you know, to give you an idea of, of we started off in January around 16, uh, going into February 17, 18, going into April 18, 19. Then we were going to the 19 and 20s, and then we were getting to May 2021. And then we've been on a very slow drop since. We need to keep an eye on this net sales. Um, we're still 93% of the average of 17, 18, and 19. So let's not beat ourselves up too much. Look at 17 at 477. But again, you know what, though, Chris? If you look at fixed costs, if fixed costs have gone up by 7% in that time frame, um, you know, 7% drops, big number. Yeah, so that means we have to, as a state agent, need to put our fees up. And again, if you are going to get, you know, when you are an estate agent and you're trying to get property on the market, it's all about putting the right property on at the right price, the right fee for you. And that's a that's a challenging thing, but I think what you've got to remember, and it's, it, I, I find it fascinating that estate agents and continued professional development don't tend to mix. I don't know about you, but away from the corporates, I can I can I can't get beyond those fingers. The number of estate agency trainers who can develop, not train, develop estate agents on sales psychology on how people make decisions, and you know when was the last time you went on some development on how to get better fees? Not you personally, but I'm, that's an open question. It's shocking. I can't get, I don't know about you, I can't name more than eight trainers between 14,000 estate agents. They must be running around like Everest chickens or no one's ringing them because your old your old manual from Countrywide from 20 years ago ain't going to cut the mustard anymore, is it? Am I being... I, 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 I also feel, Chris, that there probably isn't an agent in the whole of the country that doesn't know they would like larger fees doesn't know that they would need larger fees. And actually, I don't believe there's an estate agent in the UK that doesn't know some tips and tricks or has learned from philanthropically shared content how to get higher fees. I think when you're sat on that sofa and you are feeling like you might not be the agent of choice, you've still got to get the instruction and I think the, the problem is that cash flow, fixed costs and running the business dictates that often you can't afford to risk the fee you might lose versus the fee you know you're going to get. It's a really challenging proposition. And, and I think when, when you're listing at a very high volume and you've got a marketing machine that attracts almost a greater number of valuations than you can physically service, you can go in and punt. A good fee but i think if you if you don't enjoy that luxury you've got to win that deal you've got to get the job so, so how do estate agents break that cycle of the constant chasing of being able to take a step back and working on their long game so people become an attraction agent whilst at the same time constantly at the, at the cold face trying to chip away and get whatever fee they can i think i think that is probably the 
up there with is 42 the meaning of life i think that's one of the biggest questions that there is chris because i think it's really complex i think i think if anything um if you discount you don't believe and believing is a, a first thing to change you know you've got to believe you're worth the money and you've got to believe that what you do is worth the money and, and I, you know i was talking to someone earlier actually and this was a topic of conversation but i think that if you'd talked to a chiropractor or a plumber and said i'd like you to do as much work over the next 150 days as an estate agent would do how much does that cost you wouldn't be able to afford it um and i think agents don't genuinely recognize and, and add up what they do and how much they bring to each transaction and i think if agents actually converted their labor force into hourly rates and divided their sales by those hourly rates i think they'd be quite shocked at how much money they force into the pockets of their customers it's challenging time boys and girls but what i would say to you is this use this time if you're going away for a week on holiday just reflect back at what makes you so good as an estate agent. Believe your worth and seriously, seriously consider as I keep banging on. You don't need to pay me or anyone to do this. We've got this thing called the internet and social media. Join local Facebook groups. Which town are you in, Christian? I Worcester. So again, stay human being on this. Where do 100% of Worcester owner-occupiers live? Oh, sorry. Where do, where do they live? On where Facebook? do I, I, no? Where do they physically live? Where do one hundred percent of owner occupiers live? In Worcester, in Worcester, yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I know it's obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. They definitely here. Yeah, yeah. Who's the only people that join Worcester Facebook groups and Worcester Primary School Facebook groups? People from. Come on, Worcester, Worcester boys and girls, join those local Facebook yeah. groups and post. Don't share into post interesting information about your local property market, not what you've sold, not how awesome you are, not your market share, saying the average price for a three-bedroom semi in this estate has gone from this price in the last two years to this price. Just thought I'd let you know. And just join the, you know, the local primary schools have catchment areas around the schools. So talk about the local housing estate around the primary school. You're going to say and say, well, what's that got, how's that going to get me more valuations? It's not going to get you more valuations directly, but it's going to build up your brand. I hate to say that personal brand reputation as the Mr. or Mrs. Property. Let's carry on. Four crews again up to 30% last week, 27.9, 27.6, 25. That is rising. Now, yeah. before we all panic and run around like headless chickens, it was 38% for Q4. So we'll just take that with a slight pinch of salt, but we have to keep an eye also, on it. Also, look. I think if we take, uh, just go back to that one, Chris. Because yeah. if you look at the week of the year we're in, 2020 is a non-number because it was unavoidable moves, COVID, all that rubbish. And then 21 and 22, we saw the great sort of post-COVID surge. So I think it's it's probably more relative to 17, 18, 19, um, because I think those are normal-ish years the 2021 okay. 22 not normal years at all um and and i i think that that number is is high frighteningly high yes it is Un so unsurprising we've got turbulent turbulent times um you know i get that people who weren't 100 percent committed could very easily become 100 percent not committed um but it's because that's work people have already done. That estate agents have paid to lose those, uh, and they've paid handsomely. Boys and girls, get themselves through. I mean, again, the difference between a good sales progressor and a normal sales progressor, I'm hearing some fantastic outsourced sales progressors on average 12 weeks. The average in the country. There are other methods of sale as well, Chris. Yes, there and are. And some other methods of sale bring security and speed through the process and get stuff over the line money in the bank modern method of sale or is that what it's called that's what it's called is that modern method of auction sale or something like that. i always mix that one up there are there are methods of sale which can bring security and speed to the transaction and i think when you've got withdrawal rates of 30 percent, you've really got to be considering other methods that bring that that speed do, and security do check that out boys and girls i google it uh price changes as a percentage of listings that's from what um 
again, let's just move on from that one because it's, you know, it just shows you that listings are quite, uh, so the people are moving their, their stock. So for every 100 listings, 69.74 are, are price change. So it just shows that the agents are moving their stock in terms of the listings coming in, but I'm working on around 16, 17%. Can you see a world with AI digitized valuation model, so open data, can you see a world where there's never a price change again? Well, yes. Um, sorry, no, because you're dealing with humans. Okay. okay. And unfortunately, humans are emotional beasts. I'm going to ask you again in 10 years' time. I'll be in the same chair. We'll see. <laughs> but again, you're, you're dealing with human beings, which are both emotional and logical. Okay. And, and mm. you've got human greed and, you know, XYZ gave me 350. All the other agents gave me 300. They didn't give you anything. It's just that people's perception. And happy days. Right, let's move on. We're not going to spend long on this one, boys and girls. Um, but these are available to download. Green is good. Red is bad. Uh, you can download these for your own personal benefit. That's the current national state of play. As you can quite clearly see, the national fall throughs have been getting worse with the reds. Uh, the percentage of sales fall through being steadily rising. It was around the 20% mark in, in March, April. Now she's up to 30%. Again, remember that price uh, that, that was 38% for the weekly average. There were some, some weeks where it was in the 40s, knocking on the door of 50. Should we go and have a look at the regional stats and then go and look at Exeter, which is our town of yeah. choice? So again, you'll see here, we're not going to spend too much on these, so please download these and have a look at them as comparing your own, but you'll see a certain tonality in all of the regions uh, in terms of that we've got greens at the top, which is, means new instructions on price changes are the best, and then towards the bottom, which is around here, you've got price check, um, fall-throughs are rising, not so bad in London, but again, just these are the higher months. I find it still fascinating that the, even though there isn't one UK property market, it's like a fly's eye, everything tends to move up and down at the same sort of rates. Notice here, you've got this weekend here, which was, I think, the uh, coronation weekend. And again, the, the tonality between the between the weeks is fascinating. Um, there's nothing really here, but, you know, I think just, just look at them yourselves, boys and girls, um, and compare them with your own. Gross sales as a percentage of listings. Again, we're just mapping the different regions, and it quite clearly sees that that the properties who are in the south, sorry, north of the UK, have got greater percentages of gross sales to listings here. So on average, 50, 60, so 60, 70% of the properties that come in the market are selling. What's in inner London? It is only 40, I mean, look at this 38%, but we'll keep an eye on that one. Um percentage Those numbers sales, have been discouraging all year, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, again, here, let's look at here. Um, the number, again, we're comparing region against region. Again, you can download these and look at the numbers in a great detail because I appreciate on YouTube, these are not going to look particularly sexy. Uh, you can quite clearly see here that outer London is the bad, is uh, is not particularly good this week, as is east of England, but northeast and Yorkshire and Humber, much better at 26, 27. Life changes as a percentage of list. Again, we can just go on. We're not going to spend forever on these boys and girls. You can download them to your heart's content. Um, ah, right. Okay. Let's. Should we? Any more comments before we move on and look at Exeter? Not for me, Chris. Okay. So we're going to go to Exeter. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we always like to spend the last ten or fifteen minutes focusing on a town or a city in the UK and really deep diving into that particular town. Um, we'll just pull that up now. Okay. So um, let's go and have a look here. So the purposes of this, we are using the 20EA Insight platform, which is available for all estate agents. You can buy this platform for your own business while you just buy cert your own certain postcodes. I just have access to the whole of the UK. Um, Please don't mention my name if you do want, if you are interested in it, because I get no kickbacks or commission. I'm just a bit of a fanboy on this, and the data is absolutely amazing. And I know, Christian, you were a bit, you're a bit of a fanboy of this data and how it looks. So the purposes of this, Exeter is EX1, EX2, EX3, and EX4. Um, and should we just plow in and have a go? Let's do it. Go. 
Okay, so the first off that we can quite clearly see here is on this particular graph here is, is the amount of stock that is available. Um, oh, there's next door neighbor's dog. Let me just close the door. Hold on. He knows. Bro's here, mate. Right. Okay. Um, let's just keep an eye. Uh, we're not going to look at July because we're still halfway through the uh, only halfway through the month. But as you can quite clearly see here in June there was one thousand and eleven properties for sale in twenty in um in twenty one. She then dropped down to seven hundred and seventy one in June twenty two, and we finished off one thousand two hundred ninety two in. Uh, June 23. So you can quite clearly see here that that is how the stock levels have been running in EX1 through to EX4. Um, Christian, I'm just going to keep talking and you just cut across whenever you want to say anything, okay? Yeah, it's okay. a good number of properties. It is. So um, immediately, immediately, if we're looking at stock levels, we're going to look, pardon me, we're going to look at new instructions in a second. It, it's really strange that Wilkinson Grant are head and shoulders above their competitors. They're almost like a pack of animals on their on their heels. And Wilkinson Grant seem to be head and shoulders above everyone else, which again is quite rare in the UK. So a big massive round of applause there for Wilkinson Grant in terms of, of their marketing. Um, do you know Wilkinson Grant at all? I do not. And when I saw that number, I immediately searched for them to try and understand that a little bit better because those really are epic numbers in terms of the differential between the local market leader in terms of stock. We haven't yet talked about sales, but in terms of stock, it's a huge number. Um, be interesting to see what withdrawals and sales agreed look like in relationship to the amount of new instructions that they handle. But um, it's... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're in terms of their listing capabilities, uh, they are charming many snakes. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. So let's just look at Fraser and Wheeler, who are, a um, again, an independent, been there, um, they're just a state agent only. Um, they're at 6%. Again, they seem generally just to be nice and level. Fulfords. Do you know Fulfords at all? They're part of the Connells, Connell Sequence Group. No. Okay, let's look at Connells themselves. Again, they seem to be growing. So again, Samuels dropping, Bradleys. They're a large independent down there, aren't they, Bradleys? Memory serves you well, is that right? Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, um, covering sort of, you know, Devon Cornwall, really big, big agency, Bradleys. They're probably one of the largest independents that there is now. Okay. So you've got Cooks is there. They've got a fantastic branch manager um, in the name of Jasmine. Um, I've had dealings with her in the past. I've got, I've got personally got no clients myself in um, in Exeter, but I've had I've had to do dealings with some Exeter agents. I was quite impressed. Well, not quite impressed. I was impressed with her. Uh, and then Naomi Ryan. Wow, she seems to be growing. Well done, Naomi. And a smart. Again, seem to be growing on Francis Louis as well. Nice one, guys. So where are the price on the market leaders? Just out of interest in terms of uh, for sale pricing. Right. Let's go and have a so look. Yeah, let's go and have a look. So um, so I'll just pull that up. Give me a second. Just fill for a second and I'll just get that sorted out. There we go. Here we go. Right. Um, I filled with an um then. That was a rubbish fill. I apologise. Don't worry. Right, we're back on. It's a good job. I can. It's a good job that I can. I can. Um, I can. I can do. It's good job you're filling my fills for me. Yeah. Okay. Right. Here. So here we go. Um. So this is where this is where we dive a little bit deeper. Okay. So let's look. So I think what I'd like you to do here is is that just make a mental note here or write them down. The average price of a property coming on the market since the 1st of the 1st 21 to the to the 9th of July on new instructions 381. This will give us a flavor of where you know on all the properties where where the averages are. So again I would normally expect Wilkinson Grant to be the market leader, I would expect them to probably be middle of the road. So let's have a look. 381 and the average on Wilkinson Grant is bloody hell. But 
Did you see what that? What button did you just press? It was it. You just pressed the wrong button there. No, Whatever you've pressed, don't press no, it again. No, more considerate. Look, so the average for the whole of Exeter, three eight one. I would expect a market leader to be middle of the road, boring, average, six twenty. Oh, well done, guys. I mean, I think we're going to have to dive a bit deeper on this one. Let's go look at the other ones. So let's Boom. go. Let's look at so Fraser three hundred. Uh, so again, yeah. Okay, so again, average is three eight one. We got we got uh, Fraser and Wheeler there. Let's go and look at full at Fulford's there. That looks like their lower quartile. Connell's two nine eight. Samuel's three twenty. Bradley's two nine five. Uh, Cooks there's two nine nine. Naomi three three eight. Smarts three four seven. Now I'm wondering here is this? Do you think because look at their market share that they're dragging up the average because they're number one? Could be. I tell you what we'll do actually, just for just humour me. I don't. I don't get the number there, Chris. There's a, there's an answer to the question, uh, well, unless, the, unless the answer to the question is that most of the agents are targeting that high volume, low value stock, and they aren't, and that there is a lot. Of there's your answer. So we're just targeting now, first of the first 21, to up to 3 million, okay? Wilkinson Grant have 29.24% of the marketplace. Now, you know me, and what, you know me and my affliction to right move pie charts, yeah? But I tell you here yeah. and now, that is bloody impressive, isn't it? It's incredible. Look, look at this. Incredible. Look, look at this. 476 and your nearest competitor, 85. Okay. Yeah. Also, you know, you're looking there, you've got Knight Frank, Stags, um, Great Brand. Redro must have just done a big job. When when was the time? 21, 23. It's interesting. Redro did four. Okay, fair enough. I mean, there you go. I've just knocked off the new homes just to level the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the boss there is a chap called Roger Wilkinson. I've, I've spoken to him in the past. Roger, you and your team, you need you need massive well done's on that one. Let's see if let's I've done let, again. Let's just see if they actually sell them or not. Here we go. Well, that's the big question. Oh, bloody hell. 32%. For, you know, look, there you go, look, 29% market share for listings, sales. Okay, right, in that case then, I think it's only fair that we actually knock this off here and go and look at more the middle market. There's a level playing field, okay? So we're going to go, there we go. That's that's fair, isn't it? Here we go. Now, mm -hmm. now look, look, look. So now I've done 50 to 350,000 pounds. And now all of a sudden you've got Fraser and Wheeler. I think the chap there that runs there is Chris. I again, I spoke to him a while back. Top bloke, top bloke. Um, again, look at this. Isn't it amazing that how one agent has sucked up all the middle to upper quartile properties, and then you've got, you know, your Fraser and Wheelers and your Fulfords and your Bradleys bring up the rear. So massive well done there to Chris and team at Fraser and Wheeler for that in terms of your sales of the contract. Let's just have a quick look at your new instructions. Yeah, you're doing really well there, guys. It's like a two-tone market. It's like the tale of the tale of two estate agency cities. I'm sure there's a book there. Thoughts? It's the most interesting numbers that we have looked at. When you looked at that total market, um, that gap between competitor one and everybody else was startling, Chris. Uh, absolutely incredible. And look, look where Wilkinson Grant are absolutely nowhere to be seen in the sub 400 mark, which if you remember is what the core network was for the other agencies. So I would, I don't know what Wilkinson Grant are doing with regard to that middle to upper quartile agency, but I'll tell you what boys and girls, you need to be following what they do because they must be doing something well, really good. You say that, what's really interesting there, Chris, is, is you know, when you look at the, the agents following the upper um, market, generally the volume is slightly lower, but you know the fees are way, way higher. But what's intriguing about those numbers is the volume was there as well as the market share. The actual instruction volume is huge. Uh, really, really interesting numbers.
let's move on and let's have a look what else we've got. Okay, well, there we go, boys and girls, my favorite graph of all, which talks about um, the property market. So immediately, we're not looking- So this is last 12 month data, is it? This is last 12 month data. We're not looking at new instructions, yeah. market, new market share. We're not looking at set agreeds. The only reason a property will leave an estate agent is either she exchanges or withdraws. So I want you to totally ignore fallen throughs and price changes. I want you to totally ignore sort of the contracts and new instructions. So immediately the average, so for an average EX1 to EX4 property, we have a exchange ratio of 61.51%. So that's for every hundred houses that come on the market in the last year, how many have actually exchanged contracts? 61.51. So Wilkinson Grant at 60. Now I think what we'll do here is because normally the posh end properties, their exchange ratio is much lower. I think it's only fair to Wilkinson Grant that we actually split this up into price ranges, but let's keep it whole now first. And then we can look Fulford's at 67. Oh, massive well done for Fraser Wheeler at 83. That is an impressive number, isn't it? For every 100 houses mm. that Fraser Wheeler put on the market, they'll exchange contracts on 63. Connell's at 63. That's great. Well done, Connell's. Uh, your brothers and sisters around the country will be envious of that sort of number. Samuel's at 71. Uh, Bradley's at 77. Naomi Ryan at 61. That's quite it's, low. It's quite a committed market. I, I don't know when you compare it to other markets, but it, the, the, there's a parents there that's quite a committed market. Um, what's the national average on exchange percentage, Chris? It's about 64 at the moment. Okay. Okay, but remember, we're dealing with, we, we're in the south here. I mean, in London, it's it's in the 40s. Mm. Right, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll split it up again in price range. So we're going to do everything up to 350. Let's see what comes out of that one. Okay, let's go 350 to 400. And hey, presto, why is you not? There we are. Okay. So Fulfords are coming in at, they've got the market share when it comes to um, new instructions. Not a huge amount, but look at this. Big well done there, Chris and the team at Fraser and Wheeler at 84%. Connell's at 67, Samuel's at 73, Bradley's. This is the magic thing. We're not here to sell houses. We're here not to market them. We're to get them bloody well moved. That just shows you that if I was Fraser and Wheeler and going up against Fulfords, you could say, Mrs. Miggins, you have a six, you know, for every 100 houses Fulfords put on, 68% chance of selling with me, it's mid-80s. I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff. You know, we talked about proving that you're actually worth your money. Well, stats like this that you can get. That's a good number right there, isn't there? Yes, this is this is the this is gold, and the, this is the this is the thing I love about the Insights platform. Again, I'm not here to sell it, but the gold is looking at the data and taking a step back, saying, "Hey, hold on a second, this is good stuff." And look, all of a sudden, look the top agents here, look sixties, eighties. Well done, Bradley's again. You've got an eighty-six percent down the bottom there. I mean, that's just it's just incredible because you know to actually say that um, people could move um yeah there's quite a few vendors that that can't really move or don't really want to move or are just testing the market so you know they must be qualifying their customers so well to make sure that everybody that comes on the market is doing so to move and then they get the job done you know 86 percent is a big number and again coming back to numbers fraser and we obviously shows that they've got a good sales progression unit and again i would be very interested to see how each agent in the top 10 sales progression unit compares to uh that number as well interesting let's just have a quick look at price changes fullfords are at 45 fraser and Wheeler at 30 that shows that they're obviously putting their prices on at the right sort of stock connell's at 46 i would expect that sort of from from those guys um, but it's a mixing. So again, 35.8% of properties that come on the market this year in Exeter have had their price reduced. Just have a quick look at this. The, the rental, sorry, the sales market in terms of growth this year, as in the last 12 months, July 22 to July 23, but, but, uh, compared to July 21 to 22, has grown by 14.5%. So Francis Louis, you have dropped, unfortunately. Coles have dropped. So if you're at 14, you're you're treading water. Wilkinson Grant at 17.2, Fraser at 20, Naomi Ryan, big round of course, 60.8. Well done on that. We one. haven't talked about an online yet, Chris. No, there isn't. I mean, if you look here, the online has had 4.1% of the stock, but it's small stuff. Best purple bricks at 1.8. Just see if we've got any more. Um, Keller Williams at 
Okay, I don't know if they class, I don't know if 20EA class those as a as an online agent or not. Um, again, well done to Keller Williams. Mm. Loop there, the, it's a new market center there. And hopefully those numbers will be getting better for you guys as, as time goes by. But if you, you know, there's strike at 0.38. And I'm sure if you add all those up, it comes up to 4.1. But if you look, there's... Yeah, but there isn't one in the hit parade, is there? If we look at that top 10. No, but, no, but if you add them all up and there's lots here, then... No, know. no, I get it. But there isn't, there isn't an onliner that's got a good foothold in that market yet. No, there isn't. No, no, there isn't. Okay, we promised that we well, would what actually... was if, if they did have one and lost it, actually, I suppose that's the other thing, if we look back year on year. Okay, let's go and have a look at the uh, the guys at Wilkinson Grant and seeing how big, bad boy they are. And here we go. Here we go. Right then. And we can quite clearly... I mean, oh, well done, guys. I mean, look. Okay, so we've done this. Let, let's just knock that off. There we go. Let's just see what, what effects that has. Not much at all, so we're going to put that back on. So we're now looking at 400,000 to 2 million. Wilkinson Grant, this is... Look at this. Look, 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 look at this graphic. Here we go. That looks like, you know, the, you know, those school pictures you used to have of the solar system where you had the sun that was massive and then all the little baby uh, planets going around. Look at this. Look how, look at that gap. You could drive a bloody orchestra. That, that's not, that's huge. Look at it. It looks like the last three minutes of a game of Bulldog. <laughs> yeah, but this lad here. I guess most of the he, audience he, won't know what that is, but yeah. So look at it. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is. Look at it. Streets ahead. Well done, guys. Well, that is. You really have made my day on that one. So that's good. That's good news for, for everyone else. Uh, sorry, good news for Marcus and Grant. There is a huge opportunity here for for the agents to get this up a market. It looks like this is a, almost a monopoly. Nothing wrong with that. Must be doing something good. So again, any agents who are not from Exeter, why don't you actually follow these guys? Follow them on social media. And actually, just you can soon see what they're doing. Uh, right, moving on. Okay, um, so this actually looks at what agents are putting their houses on the market for over what they think, what twenty A think it's worth, and then what they're achieving. Um, I would expect Wilkinson Grant because they deal with upper price properties. That is that there that they will be slightly less than the average. I mean, if we just actually just change that up and actually go something like. I don't know 450 500 so there you go now all of a that changes things in and you know it, it gives you a flavor of what what's happening uh, again the AVM's running 400 isn't it um which is that I can't remember from the numbers you showed but that was uh that mid-market um where they featured far less than when you included those high value properties yeah, so what was their average 680 was it uh, yeah, it was around. It was around. That it was pretty high, wasn't it? Yes, it yeah. was. So again, I would expect their average listing price to what they sell for to be to be lower than the running average, simply because they deal with the upper house properties and the AVM won't work so well. So what we can do is let's just take Wilkinson Grant out uh, for for a second, and now all of a sudden, it's a you know if you think about it, those five or six agents were all in the running, and you can quite clearly see that they are in all the very similar. So Fulfords would in the last year would have got 404 for a property that was worth 400, 403. Samuel's so number's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Notice that they're not overvaluing because this here is the overvaluing. Whilst you are pad mm. on Devon, they seem to be um 5% on average over what uh 20EA think it's worth. This is a great this is a great platform when you're actually at the punter's house and you can actually say, Mrs. Miggins, you know, let's just say for argument's sake, um I was um Fulfords or Fraser, let's go Fraser Wheeler, Mrs. Miggins, I will get you 403,000 for, which is, if you think compared to that one, 3,900 pounds more than, than well, yeah, it's about, yeah, 3,900 pounds more for your home. So that's why you're paying mm -hmm. me 1,000 pounds. And again, what I would say to you is this, is that if you, you know, that's the power of this 20 EA Insights platform. It's not a lot of money and you can actually prove that you are worth your fee using independent information like this. Uh, let's move on. We actually said, how long does it take for someone to sell a house? And that's what this uh, software tells you to do. And you can quite clearly see that Butter Stakes and Pegasus Stakes seem to sell houses a little bit quicker. 
We've got Cooksey's at 39. We've got Smarts at 42. Fulford's at 46. Wilkinson Grant at 47. Um, and then if you put them all together, you can quite clearly say here that if you wanted to sell quickly, Butter Estates, Pegs and Samuels will sell it in average of around, here we go, we just have to move that around, around 137 days, somewhere around there, whilst Connells will sell it in 197 days. So again, if you if you need, need going to evaluation, you need to prove that you can sell houses quicker, this, this just show you that. Uh, we'll have a final look at the lettings. Now, the letting software has been all over the place because you agents haven't been putting your listings on because you didn't want all the hundreds of people shouting at you. But it obviously shows here that Cardin's residential seem to be the bad boys here when it comes. And what is, I mean, again, and there's an onliner open rent, but I would expect that. I mean, again, what we need to find out is, is that there is a, I believe there's a university in Exeter, so there is going to be the student market is going to affect this slightly. And again, we haven't, um, so be aware of that. Smarts, Wilkinson, Grant, Fulford, yeah, they're all there. Um, again, I need to take this with a slight pinch of salt um, in terms of, interestingly, look, open rent have been had a growth of 71%. So there must be an awful lot of it, uh, landlords who are swapping over and doing it themselves. So just be aware of that, the letting agents. Any final thoughts on this before we uh, wrap this up, Christian? The only thing... I couldn't work out was platform down at the bottom, but if I actually Google them, they've reinvented the lettings experience with smart tech and responsive something or other, which makes me wonder whether they're actually a letting agent or they're a sort of, I don't know, built to rent or similar type thing because they're not actually closing down the rest yes. of the day today. Okay, so again, Dexter's are very, very good at that. They won't mark their property sold of the contract, which means that they have, looks like they have no sales and no exchanges. That's just a personal choice mm. on theirs. So again, I always tend to look at more like the instructions and not whether the letter greets, because in this market, everything's going to let. So I, you know, look at your letter greets and get a flavour. Uh, we'll just have a quick look at just see who else is out there. Again, all, um, again, agents are not putting their properties on the market so we're gonna to have to take some of this with a slight pinch of salt but it just gives you a flavor of the market um okay i think we're we're, we're up the hour or nearest just over it so any final thoughts on either exeter or, or this or what you saw in the national or regional pictures only that um i think as we move through the year we've got to keep a real eye on what the final figure is going to be in terms of um completed transactions for the year in play i'm calling, I'm calling, 80, I'm calling 880 are you so you've gone low yeah and and i think the the, the big take out there is if prices are a little bit of a sensitive point and they may be chipping a little bit agents have got a really box clever to get committed sellers on good fees same as any other market but I think they've, they've got to make sure they follow that process because, you know, there's less to go around this year, it seems. Indeed. I'll just, just remind, I'll just show you why I'm calling 880. And again, we're not going to know this until the stats are actually out, but um, there you go. We're on week 27 and we're at 461. So I'm just basing it. I'm just basing it there. Late 800s. Mm. Last year, 1.1. Which means, estate agents, you yeah. are, your costs have gone up. Your yeah, your costs have gone up. The amount of property is not don't house prices are irrelevant. It's all about transaction numbers. As an estate agent, you need a bigger size of the pie. What are you doing to get more of a smaller pie? What are you doing on social media? It shocks me that most of you are listing, 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 listing. Market share. Look how big all these are. Look at his testimonial. The magic, it shocks me to a bit. I mean, I, I teach estate and letting agents, especially letting agents, how to attract landlords to their agency. And unfortunately, it does bring in residential sales as well. But talk about the property market to local people. Well, like, I think also, Chris, we're, we're in that sort of market where, like you've just said, fixed costs have gone up. I think it's a market where you walk away from uh, deals where the price expectation is far higher than, you know, the market will sustain. Yeah. But and you get the, them on the on the yeah, back but, run and you, you but, keep touting them until they yeah, come back to you. Yeah, and that's the magic thing is this. Estate agents are not... Lower price, good, higher fee. ...are not very good. You, If your listers... You know, how often are your listers ringing up lost vows? 
Because if you're waiting eight weeks and give them a call, hey, up, Mrs. Miggins, how are you doing? You've lost it already. You've got to ring up your those lost vendors more often. How do you do that? Why don't you send them a text every every week? Go on to what you know what they're looking for. Why don't you send them the right move link of a property that they're looking for? Mrs. And there are brilliantly clever prospecting tools available to allow okay. you to letter drop people who you know. You yeah, know, you could service better than the market is presently. Or WhatsApp, you could send a message and pictures. You could also send them properties that are like the one they're selling. Mrs. Miggins, you have a four-bed house on the XYZ estate. Just saw this come on the market with Fulfords. Thought you might want to know because it's competitor, it's competitors of yours. The magic thing is this: you are out communicating their existing agent, and if they're not going to sell, and you're giving without expectation of return, you what your chances will go through the roof, won't they? I think that's a great note to leave it on. Thank you, Chris. Lovely to see you. Christian, as always, thank you, you awesomeness of, 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 a, of an estate agency beast. Uh, I wish you well, but more importantly, I wish you, the viewing public, for, for your attention. Please make any suggestions on towns that you want us to have a look at. We do have a long list of people, of towns, but keep adding them because we'll eventually get to that town. If you have any questions or comments, good, or more especially constructive, Hey, if you want to troll us, even troll us, then do put your comments uh, in the YouTube uh, comments. Thank you very much for your time today. And thank you, Christian. See you soon. Take care.